Well, howdy there, Internet people. It's Bo again. So today we are going to talk about the hard part because it's a phrase that I've said a few times and somebody recently pointed out that while I have said Russia hasn't gotten to the hard part yet, I haven't really explained what the hard part is or proven that the hard part is actually harder than what they're dealing with right now. And I thought about it, and they're right. I haven't. I've repeatedly said it, but I haven't really demonstrated it in any way. So today, we're going to kind of go through the looking glass on this one. And we're going to talk about what happens when you hit the hard part. And we're going to use the U.S. in Iraq as an example. Because it is, it's a pretty, uh, it's a pretty comparable situation. Okay, so March nineteenth, two thousand three. The the coalition air game started. March twentieth, two thousand three. The ground game starts. May first. Just a little more than a month later. Okay. Mission accomplished. Y'all remember that? The banner on the USS Lincoln. Bush standing there declaring an end to major combat operations in Iraq. That was the invasion. That was the invasion. That's the part that Russia, a year later, is still in. During this, this phase... The United States lost, I want to say, 139 troops. The thousands of others were lost after the invasion. They were lost after the war, quote, and during the occupation, the hard part. Russia's in a very, very similar situation. The resolve of the people in Ukraine has steeled. When the national government, if, if the national government in Ukraine was to fall, there is zero guarantee that the people of Ukraine would stop fighting. So it continues, and the conflict morphs from what it is now, where there's lines and general strategy to what U.S. troops were facing after, quote, mission accomplished. That's the hard part. And what should really be concerning to Russian command is that they are not the coalition forces. They're not as well-supplied, well-funded, well-trained. Most importantly, they're not trained in the hard part. U.S. forces, British forces, they are. Um, the, the phase that occurs after the war and, and when an occupation sets in, that's when things get really, really bad. Um, and, and I see no reason to believe that Ukraine would be any different. The, the Ukrainian forces have blended 
At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Modern technology with a very unconventional style of fighting that is incredibly adaptable to resistance style of fighting if the national government there was to fall. Um, And frankly, Russian troops are not trained to deal with it. It's an entirely different type of conflict. You're not pushing forward. You're patrolling, trying to get the people in that area to accept the new rule. It's a very different kind of thing. And they are not up to it, period, full stop. Um, So when people talk about the hard part or... Most would probably phrase it something like if Russia was to enter an occupation stage or the post-conflict stage, um, the pacification stage. These are all different phrases meaning the hard part. They're not up to it. They don't have the training. They don't have the equipment. They, they don't have the type of personnel that can actually handle something like this. It's not the 1940s. Um, Even in the 1940s, there were still resistance efforts. That type of stuff has become much, much more common. Uh, Many countries, uh, such as Iran, North Korea, it's in their doctrine to fight that way, to basically put up a, a stiff initial defense and then just go ahead and, and meld into the populace and, and fight during the hard part. Save the resources for then. Um, because it's so much harder for the occupation force to counter. Um, the local populace, undoubtedly, especially after the onslaught of the last year, they're going to be sympathetic to a resistance movement inside Ukraine. They're, they're, you aren't going to have a lot of people who are going to sympathize with the, the Russian troops. They won't get the level of cooperation that the coalition forces got in Iraq. And again, it, look at Iraq. Russia is facing a more difficult situation that might last just as long as longer or longer. Um, So when you hear people like me talk about the hard part, that's what they're referring to. That mission accomplished banner, that marked the fall of the national government. That marked the end of the invasion and the beginning of the occupation. And most people will tell you 2007, 2008, four or five years later, that's when it was really bad. And 
you're, you're talking about a military that trains for that. Um, I don't know that Russia ever has. And I, I don't see the, I don't see any way they can deal with a stilled resistance, even if they were to complete their objectives. Um, it is just it seems incredibly unlikely to me based on everything that we've seen. So that's what the term means. And you can look to Afghanistan, you can look to a whole bunch of different places and see that same dynamic play out. It's not something that is unique to to Russia. It's it's just the way wars are fought now. Anyway, it's just a thought. Y'all have a good day.